Welcome everybody to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I'm your host Nate, and today we are talking about 2020 Bowman baseball, specifically the checklist. We're not going to get into uh, all the parallels and stuff today. There is one parallel that is different for autos that is yellow out of 75. Um, there's speckle out of 299, and otherwise everything else is exactly the same as previous years, so nothing to worry about there. Instead, today we are going to cover the checklist, and we are going to cover the entire checklist. I have broken it down into uh, categories, so I've got extremely interesting. Those are your top tier guys, right? Uh, cream of the crop. I've got interesting guys. Those are, you know, a little bit better than like your lottery ticket type guys, but still nobody that's overly exciting. And then somewhat interesting, which is going to be your lottery ticket guys. They've got some interesting characteristics, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of them are probably going to fail, and maybe one of them blows up. Um, and then I have a, a category on second-year autos, which there's three of them. And then not interested. And not interested is a very big category. We'll go through the names anyways, even though I'm not interested, just so you guys can then go and be like, oh, maybe he's wrong on this guy. I'm going to look him up. I disagree. Or maybe you do agree and you'll stay away. But we'll cover those. And so every guy we'll be covering today, I'll be saying his name why I'm, and then why I'm interested in him. Uh, some of them are going to be very brief. You know, uh, Brennan Davis, power, eye, and defense. Good stuff there. Uh, we don't cover many stats. There'd be too much to cover in a trying to get in a 25-30 minute video. Basically, what I want of this is for you guys to be able to use this to uh, go then do your own research. So you're like, all right, Nathan's really interested in Luis Patino. I'm going to go look up Luis Patino. Or Nathan's somewhat interested in Kanan Smith, a Yankees outfielder, but he's not overly interested in him, really a wild card, but maybe I will, you will see something that I didn't and you become interested in him. So use this for that purpose. Uh, use this to figure out what I'm looking at and then uh, expand your own research on it. And uh, I think you'll do pretty well with Bowman Baseball. So we're going to cover every name on this list. Um, shouldn't take overly long. It's a lot of these guys don't have a ton of I don't have a ton of information written down on them, just little brief experts. Uh, so uh, please enjoy, and uh, let's get back right into it. So I was going to start with the extremely interesting, but instead I'm going to start with the guys I'm not interested in. So the guys I'm not interested in is a list of 28 guys. So we're just going to get into it. Uh, I was going to set them up by position, but instead we just took an entire list. Uh, it doesn't matter position, so here we go. So Adam Hill, he's a Milwaukee Brewers, but he got traded to the uh, Mariners uh, this past winter for Omar Navarez. Um, I'm not interested in him. He's a pitcher, three average pitches, nothing special. Uh, Alvaro Seas from the Cardinals, he, he's a pitcher, not interested in him, nothing special. A lot of these pitchers have nothing special about them. Um, I won't get too deep into why I dislike them. Just know a lot of pitchers I'm going to end up disliking. I personally love pitching, but there's so many uh, junk cards in here, junk pitchers, which, you know, guys that are going to be relievers or worse or back-end starters. So we don't really need to take time to cover them. Uh, Aaron Shortridge, Pittsburgh Pirates uh, pitcher. 
not interested in him. Uh, and the reason for that is that their uh, fan graphs didn't even have a scouting profile on him. You have to be some sort of uh, under the radar to not even have a scouting profile on fan graphs when they cover almost every prospect under the sun. Uh, ben Bremer, or Bremer, Washington Nationals, he's a pitcher. I'm not interested in him. He's 26 years old, and he was terrible in AAA. That's the type of guy that will never sell a card. Bryce Ball is an Atlanta Braves first baseman. Uh, huge power, nothing else. There's a number of first basemen on this list with huge power and almost no other uh, discernible skill or tool, and they get knocked off the list. Almost all the first basemen actually are big power, nothing else type guys. And I know uh, got, uh, prospect investors get really excited about power first basemen, and then they always poop the bed. So... Uh, Bryce Ball, Atlanta Braves, first baseman, big-time power, don't invest. Uh, Connor Cannon, San Francisco Giants, also a first baseman, huge-time power. I think Fangraphs gave him an 80 raw grade. Again, nothing else. Not interested in him. Cooper Johnson, Detroit Tigers. He's a light-hitting catcher. Catchers don't sell in this hobby unless you're Adley Rushman. I would not invest. Uh, Damon Jones, Philadelphia Phillies, pitcher, he's 25 and he has high walk rates, not interested in him. Everson Pieria uh, is an outfielder, high K rates, average tools across the board, but the extremely high K rates in the 30%, uh, just not overly excited for him. Um, you'll notice a lot of these guys will have extremely high K rates, and we stay away from those guys. If you're in rookie ball or you're in A ball and you have 30% K rates or above, I would never touch that guy. Ever. There's just better, safer investments out there than these guys. So, uh, Everson Pieria, even if he has average tools across the board, that insanely high strikeout is a huge red flag. I am staying away from him. Eric Rivera. Los Angeles Angels outfield prospect uh, also had a sky-high K rate. That's a no-go. Glenn Allen Hill Jr., Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, second baseman. He's extremely fast. I believe he had 70-grade speed, maybe 80-grade speed. But again, he had a sky-high K rate. So stay away. Gus Varland, Oakland Athletics uh, pitcher, 23. He pitched an A-plus ball, but he has a lack of innings. He had 20-some innings last year, um, and he had average pitches across the board. You know, a guy with average pitches and average command that hasn't pitched very much and is already 23, uh, there's not a ton of upside there. You're looking at maybe a fifth starter, maybe a middle reliever, tops. Um, that's not something you're going to make money off of, so stay away there. Hogan Harris, another athletics pitcher who's also 23, also pitches in high A, and also has a lack of innings. Uh, really good stats for his lack of innings, but again, 23 high A, and hasn't pitched a ton of innings. It's going to take him a while to get up to the majors. By that time, he's going to be, what, 25, 26? You don't want to invest in that. Nobody's investing in a 25-year-old. James Beard, Chicago White Sox outfielder. Uh, besides having the same name as the prestigious uh, award for chefs, the James Beard Award, uh, not an exciting prospect. He had a 39-point-something K rate, rounded up 40% K rate, which is really, really bad last year. So stay away there. Um, that's like the worst K rate on the in the entire list. 
James Beard, very bottom. Joey Cantillo, or Cantillo, San Diego Padres pitcher. He uh, is a back-end tar- starter type. He's number 12 on the Fangraphs list. So he's he's well thought of, but mostly from a uh, from a back-end starter, guaranteed back-end starter type of way, where like a fifth starter is valuable, just not valuable to investors. And so Joey Cantillo, even though he's number 12 on the list for Fangraphs, does not make the list. Jaseel uh, Je- De La Cruz, Atlanta Braves uh, pitcher. He's got multiple plus pitches, but it, they gave his command a 40, and that is likely going to make him a reliever unless he can figure out some command. I'm not willing to bet on those type of guys. They're a dime a dozen. Uh, if you look like a reliever, you're probably going to be a reliever, and nobody's investing in relievers. Josh Hader's the best reliever in baseball, and his Bowman Coromados are like 15 bucks. Um, unless you're like a Nate Pearson, who if he doesn't figure out the... Uh, if he doesn't figure out his pitching, then or his command, sorry, if he doesn't figure that out, then you know he has such a high ceiling that he could be the best reliever in baseball, and then he's a $15 guy, and if he figures it out, it's above that, all right. But a guy like Jaseel De La Cruz doesn't have the pitches that Nate Pearson has, and so even though he's got nice pitches, reliever's a reliever, wouldn't invest in him. Joe Gen- Genord. Uh, New York Mets first baseman. He's 23 years old. He had terrible stats in low A for a college first baseman. Uh, and he's a first baseman. So I would not invest in him. Lenis, Lency Delgado is a Chicago White Sox uh, position player. that I did not uh, put his position in my notes. That's weird. Um, not interested in him. Huge K rates, no power. I think he was a second baseman shortstop. But huge, huge strikeout rates and no power is a very bad combination. Uh, just not interested there. Leonel Valera, Dodgers uh, shortstop prospect. He's light hitting. He has high K rates, just like uh, Lency Delgado before him. A combination of uh, no power and high strikeout rates is a terrible combination. You're destined for a career as a utility infielder if you make it. If you make it. Mike Abello, Milwaukee Brewers outfielder, not interested in him because he, had, while he has high walk rates, he was given a 30-game power on Fangraphs. That's almost non-existent. Power sells. Uh, you have to combine it with other things. You can't just be a first baseman, 25-year-old first baseman hitting for power, nothing else. But power does sell, and Mike Abello has none of it. Mario Feliciano is a Brewers catching prospect. While I like him because I'm a Brewers fan myself and I'm pretty excited about him. And he broke out last year. He had big power, 19 home runs in A ball. Uh, pretty exciting. He's a, He has high K rates and he's a catcher for the Brewers. Nobody's really going to be excited for that outside of like Brewers fans. Um, so I'm not interested in him even though personally I'm interested in him. Oscar Gonzalez is an outfielder for the Cleveland Indians. He doesn't walk at all. He was running 2% walk rates, uh, 2 to 3% walk rates last year. That will not cut it. Once you get uh, against higher level pitching, people are going to uh, press you, and it's just not going to work. Um, so you need to be able to take more walks, or else they're just going to challenge you constantly pound the zone, and you're going to have to make contact or take walks, or else you're going to strike out a ton. 
Philip Clark is a catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. He was a college catcher, 22. Again, like first baseman, college catchers, catchers in general just don't do it for you unless you're Adley Rushman, so I'm staying away there. Quinn Cotton is a college outfielder for the Reds. He had all right stats in rookie ball, but all right is not going to do it when you're a 22-year-old uh, coming out of college. I want you to blow me away. He did not. Not interested there. Ruben Cardenas. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays outfielder. He has no scouting report on Fangraphs, just like uh, just like Aaron Shortridge above for the Pirates. Ruben Cardenas has no scouting report. He had interesting stats, but no scouting report. I'm going to stay away from that guy. If he's not good enough to get information on Fangraphs, then he's probably not a guy that's just magically going to break out and get you from a dollar auto to a ten dollar auto, right? So stay away there. Tony Dribble, Dribble, Dibro is a New York Mets pitcher. He's 24 years old. He has four average pitches, but his uh, stats were bad to back it up. Um, you know, a four, a four average pitch guy, 45 command. If he gets 50 command, you know, maybe he's a fifth starter, uh, middle of the rotate or mid uh, inning reliever. But otherwise. He's not a guy you're going to invest in. He's not a guy that's just going to suddenly explode. He needs, if you're going to have a pitcher that's going to explode, they already need a, a couple plus pitches and maybe de- already average command. Uh, none of these guys have that. Or they need to be really young, which are also none of these guys. Thomas Dillard, Milwaukee Brewers, first baseman. Again, like the other first baseman on this list, big power, nothing else. And then lastly, for our not interested section, we've got Zach Hess. He is a pitcher for the Tigers, but he had, and he has a plus fastball, plus cider. They were both given 60s on uh, fan graphs, but his command was poor, and he's going to be a reliever, and he is a reliever right now. Uh, all of his innings have come in relief in the minor leagues. So there is our uh, not interested section. We now have a couple sections on... Uh, the guys I'm interested in, but before that, let's talk about another podcast, and that podcast is Daddy Issues by Oliver Hudson and Joe Buck. Many of you will know Joe Buck from uh, playoff football, from regular season football. He's an announcer. He'll announce playoff baseball. He'll announce World Series games. Oliver Hudson, he's an actor. You know his sister, Kate Hudson, probably very well. He's a very funny guy, and they have a podcast that just came out that you can find on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all those places. It's a very funny podcast. They have guests, interviews. They interviewed A-Rod. They interviewed Mark Cuban. They interview Joel McHale from Community. If you've seen Community, spectacular show. Uh, They interview Joel McHale. They'll interview Bill Simmons from The Ringer. So they have got a lot of celebrity interviews. They talk a lot about, you know, marriage and their work and... Their, you know, comedy. If you're looking to where to listen, you can go to the bottom of this video and click on the link in the description to listen to their podcast, Daddy Issues. All right, so on to the somewhat interested section. Now, somewhat interested is a very much a lottery ticket section. There might be maybe one guy in this list of 14 that breaks out potentially, um, maybe two guys. Um, And one of these names is going to be very surprising on this list. So when we get to it, we'll talk a little bit more about him. Uh, But let's get into it right now. So Brandon Howlett is a Boston Red Sox uh, third baseman. 
I'm somewhat interested in him. He's got high walk rates, but high K rates and average tools across the board. He's the type of guy that if he can, with that high walk rate, uh, if he can get a little bit more power, you know, he could be a very interesting guy. Otherwise, he's probably going to be a career minor leader. You'll notice that a lot of these guys, while I'm at it in the somewhat interested section, are uh, there's going to be a lot of high walk rate guys. Young guys with high walk, excuse me, with high walk rates are very interesting. And uh, they might never come of anything, but the fact that they already have a pretty good eye is a strong selling point for me personally. Um, so you'll notice that a lot where somewhat interested is a high walk rate and not much else. Uh, Kanan Smith, New York Yankees outfielder. He's got a good eye, good walk rates, and good power. Uh, wasn't much else there. So, you know, somewhat interested, a definitely interesting profile, but nothing that I'm willing to bet money on currently. Uh, Chris, and that would be a good point to also bring up, is that a lot of these guys are maybe guys that you store away and you track throughout the season, and if they start showing a little bit more, then you start pulling the trigger on their cards. But right now, probably don't pull the trigger on some of these guys, or most of these guys. Chris Valamont, Minnesota Twins pitcher. Uh, somewhat interested in him because he's got three average pitches, which is basically the same as all the guys underneath that I wasn't interested in, except that his results were way better. His stats from the last couple of years, and you guys can go look it up, Chris Valamont. Uh, his stats have been way better than what his tools suggest they are. Maybe he's one of those guys that can just always outperform his stats, and he gets called up, has a couple of good games, people get really excited, you sell. Uh, Dios Bell Arias, uh, Texas Rangers. Again, if I butcher these names, I am sorry. Uh, a lot of these guys are very wild names to my uh, native Wisconsin tongue here, so you know, forgive me for that. Uh, so, Dues Bell Arias, Texas Rangers, he's a second baseman shortstop. He's light hitting, but he has a good eye. Again, uh, one of those guys that, with the high walk rates, I'm interested in, even if he's a light hitter. You never know what might change. But these guys are along the lines of, like, Bryce Terang, right? I would never invest in Bryce Terang. I like him. He's interesting. But I need to see more power from him before I would invest in him. A lot of these guys are like that. Ezekiel Duran, next guy on the list, is second baseman. He's different from the other guys because he's a big power guy with a decent eye last year. Not a decent eye the years before that, but a decent eye last year. 9% walk rate, I believe. Um, but he has poor defense. Might not stick at second base. Might move to the corner outfield or a DH position. Um, and uh, his hit tool is a little questionable. But anytime you got a decent eye and decent power from a second baseman in the New York Yankees organization, I'm somewhat interested there. Maybe if he was, itching my eye on camera, maybe if he was, uh, you know, for the Cincinnati Reds, I wouldn't be very interested, but he's on the Yankees. So I'm somewhat interested here. Ford Proctor, along with having a great name, he is a second baseman slash shortstop for the Tampa Bay Rays, and he is a high walk, low K rate guy. But uh, he has no power almost. But Tampa Bay Rays have shown a uh, ability to get a lot out of their prospects. So I'm interested there. Grant Little, San Diego Padres outfielder. High walk rate, low K rate, no power. Just like Ford Proctor. But 
I'm interested because high walk rate and San Diego Padres have also shown the ability to get a lot out of their uh, players. So Grant Little, Ford Proctor, same guy. One's a second baseman, one's a short uh, shortstop, one's an outfielder. Um, but they both play for really good organizations, so I'm willing to bet on the organization there, which is why I'm a little bit interested. Jacob Amaya is a second baseman shortstop for the Dodgers. Again, like the other three, good eye, low K rate, lacks power. Or the other two, Grant Little, Ford Proctor, Jacob Amaya, all the same. Uh, now, here is the... Oh, actually, I'll leave this guy to last. So going on, Gerard Encarnacion is a Marlins outfielder. He, he's somewhat interesting to me. He had uh, kind of meh walk rates and K rates. His K rates were in like the 20, 22, 24% range. His walk rates were in like the 6% range, which it's just meh, just kind of meh all around. Um, but he has solid hit and power tools. So which do you believe? Do you believe the scattering report? Do you believe the eye test, the stats? Uh, you know, you kind of got to find a happy middle ground there. So I'm somewhat interested in him. Jeremy Pena is a shortstop for the Houston Astros, and he has decent walk uh, K rates. Matt Power, he's 22. I'm only interested in him because it's the Astros. Uh, nothing more than that. In fact, I'm somewhat not interested in him, but I give the benefit of the doubt to the Astros here. Omar Estevez is a Dodgers second baseman. He had decent uh, walk rates, but kind of meh K rates, but he's also ran decent average on-base percentage and slugging percentage slash lines for like the last three years. So at what point does a guy that always hits like 280, 290 with like a 350 and a 430 to 450 slugging, uh, at what point do you say like, oh, that's maybe what he is? So he's somewhat interesting. Maybe he can get a little bit better than that. Or maybe he's just overdoing his slash line and because his, his tools don't match up. Uh, Shirt and Apostle is a Texas Rangers third baseman. He's got big power. I think it was a 65 raw power and a, and a big arm, 70 arm. Uh, really big, two really big tools there. Uh, and he's got high walk rates, high K rates. You know, the K rate is terrifying, but the big power and the big arm are kind of interesting. Should make him be able to stay at third base and be an interesting third baseman while also uh, hitting a ton of bombs. If you can figure out that K rate, all of a sudden you're looking at a guy like he could be a mini Joey Gallo. And then last on this list is Stephen Polini. He's an Atlanta Braves outfielder. Um, he's got big, big speed and a good eye last year. He's got no power, uh, no power, but a good eye and good speed. You know, you could be a prototypical leadoff hitter, and if he can get develop any power at all, all of a sudden he's a, a pretty interesting guy. So he's on my somewhat interesting list. Uh, moving on, we'll cover second-year autos. There's three guys on this list that have second-year autos. They're all very interesting, but second-year autos, who really cares here? And that is Adley Rushman, Andrew Vaughn, and J.J. Blade. Uh, not overly interested in second-year autos from any of them. I know they're exciting guys. Andrew Vaughn was the best college bat. Adley Rushman was the best overall player when taking in bat and defense. J.J. Blade is... Uh, one of the better college hitters in the draft also. And they were the first, third, and fourth picks. They all have second autos, but why buy their second auto when you can buy their first? 
that's all I got to say about that. Unless you're a fan of like the Orioles and you can't afford the couple hundred dollars it takes to buy an Adley Rushman first auto, then you could buy an Adley Rushman second, but don't expect it to become a big time investment. These, these autos are strictly for uh, personal collection purposes. All right, moving on to my interested list, and then we'll cap it off with my extremely interested list. My interested list has nine guys on it. Uh, number one is Aaron Ashby. He's a pitcher for my Milwaukee Brewers, and uh, I'm interested in him. You know, part of it's probably bias. I try not to be biased with the other guys, but I'm part biased with Aaron Ashby because I keep saying his name, and I keep seeing how much potential he has, and he's a high, walk, or high strikeout rate, low walk rate guy with a plus curve, um, a couple above average fastball changeup type guy. Uh, so he has the potential to explode, get a little bit better. I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden, a couple of years down the line, he's like a Brandon Woodruff. You know, Brandon Woodruff's really good. Now, is that a guy that you want to invest in? Probably not. I should probably have him in the somewhat interested category and not in the interested category, but I personally am interested in him, and I do think that there is some untapped upside there. Number two on the list is Adam Hall. He's a shortstop prospect for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he's a walk and contact guy with uh, no power. He was just a little bit more interesting walk and contact wise than the guys underneath this. So I have him up here, but you could also probably move him to the somewhat interested list. This interested list is actually, now that I'm going through it more on video, it's probably seven people long and not nine. Uh, number three on the interested list is Andy Pages, Dodgers uh, outfielder. He's got huge, huge power, huge uh, high walk rates. He's still only 19 years old, but he played the last two years in rookie ball. Um, huge power, huge walk rates out of a Dodgers prospect who's only 19. I'm extremely interested in that. Probably not interested enough to spend a lot of money. If they're above like $20, $30 an auto, I'm not paying those prices. There's too much risk there. But Dodgers, walk rate, power, that's a combination I can get behind. Anthony Volpe, New York Yankees shortstop, uh, is interesting because he's a first-round pick, but and he's the Yankees, but he's a defensive first shortstop. Probably nothing more than that. We'll have to make the majors on, the, on his defensive chops. I don't think his bat will come along very much. But if it does, all of a sudden you're looking at a guy who could probably win some gold gloves and then be really good at defense. I mean, and be a good hitter. So Anthony Volpe, interesting only because Yankees first round pick, but really he's a defensive first guy. Johan Diaz, Tampa Bay Rays outfielding prospect. He's interesting because he was the number 18 uh, international prospect by MLB Pipeline on last year's international class. Uh... He's a speed defense guy with potential for average or better hit and power tools. Um, speed defense, average hit and average power. That's a nice combination, but that's not somebody that people invest in. But when it comes to the Rays and the ability to pull everything they can out of all their prospects, I am interested in that. Especially the guy, you know, he's 18 out of the top 30. That's pretty good when a ton of international prospects sign every year. Joe Ryan is next on the list. He's Tampa Bay Rays pitching prospect. He's 23 years old. Um, usually I stay away from most of the pitchers, but Joe Ryan had insane, insane, insane K rates and walk rates last year. All of them were above 10%, uh, 17% in AA for his K rate and like a 2% walk rate. 
or uh, or two two percent, seventeen uh, k per nine. Sorry, and the two k uh, walk per nine uh, rate. So he is super interesting. Um, just incredible stats. Where he's the type of guy that you know if he does it again in Double A, all of a sudden people take notice. He gets called to Triple A, and all of a sudden these five dollar autos become ten dollar autos. $10 autos become $15 autos, you know, I don't think he's going to be the guy that goes to a $45 auto, but I do think there is some room for growth here if he comes out really cheap, which I think he probably will, especially with a name like Joe Ryan, that's a pretty boring name, and if Joe Ryan is watching this, I'm sorry for calling your name boring. Uh, Miguel Vargas next on the list is the Dodgers third baseman, he is a high walk, low K rate guy, uh, lack, lacks some power, but I think he might be able to get to a little bit more. And because he's the Dodgers, I'm interested in him. And then Sam Huff, Texas Rangers. You'll remember him uh, from the. Uh, uh, why can't I think of it's an, the, uh, you know, international versus uh, American minor league playoff game? Can't think of its name. Um, but he's a Texas Rangers catcher. He's got a big name. Big name meaning that a lot of people know who Sam Huff is, and a lot of people are excited about Sam Huff. He's got huge power. He's got insanely high K rates. I'm really not interested in him because of the high K rates. Like, they're really high, 30-plus percent. That being said, if uh, it might have been 28-point-something percent, but pretty close to 30% anyways for his K rates. That being said, people really like a name. If they got, if you have people talking about you, they're gonna be excited, and they're gonna spend money. So he's one of those guys that, while I'm not excited about him, other people are probably going to be. And so we gotta look at it and say, all right, he's not the ideal prospect. He's not somebody I'd want to invest in, but other people will. So you might be able to make money. So that is my interested list, capping off with Sam Huff, and then finally. We'll cover the last eight people on the list. So this list was, I believe, 60-some 60, 60 people long. 17, 31, 34. Yeah, 62, 62 people long. So we got 62 prospects. We've covered almost all of them. We've got eight left. And these are my extremely interested guys. So I am extremely, extremely interested in him. No real shockers here at all. Uh, a lot of them I'm interested in because they finally got autos. And uh, so let's cover them here. Brennan Davis, Chicago Cubs, extremely interested in him. He's a top 50 guy, and he's got a really good power-eye defensive combo. Um, hit tool might be a little suspect, but otherwise, Brennan Davis on the Cubs. Next good Cubs prospect probably. Uh, definitely interested in what he comes out at for uh, cost. Number two on the list, Bobby Witt Jr., and these are only in, I say number two, I'm not ranking them, they're just in alphabetical order, so bear with me there. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., Kansas City Royal shortstop, you'll remember he was drafted number two overall uh, last year in the draft, and he also has a very intriguing power-speed defense combo, but this is out of shortstop and outfield like Brendan Davis. The problem with him is that there's definite questions about his hit tool and if he'll hit enough to get to that power. But he will definitely make the majors because his defense is that good and his speed is that good. So if you have, if he's like Keon Broxton but plays shortstop, that's interesting. You know, Keon Broxton, you'll remember if Brewer met uh, Pirate, 
he was a big, big-time defender with a lot of power and a lot of speed, did a lot of things well, but hit like 188, right? You, you do, at some point, it's unplayable. And Cam Broxton found that out because he does a lot of things well. But if you just can't hit, you just can't hit. If Bobby Witt Jr. is a little bit better hitter than Keon Broxton, his profile will play really well at shortstop in the majors just because he does a lot of things good. But investment-wise, is that worth an investment? We don't know. He'd really have to get to his power. But it is an interesting profile, so we're putting him on the extremely interested list. Uh, number three is Jason Dominguez. We've covered Jason Dominguez a lot. So we're not going to cover him here. You all know why we're interested in Jason Dominguez. You all know why. Number four on the list is Jackson Rutledge. He's a pitcher for the Washington Nationals. He's 6'8", 6'8", 250 pounds. He has a huge fastball. I think it was a 70 fastball and a 65 slider, or maybe an 80 fastball and a 65 slider. Like really, really nasty stuff. Uh, kind of like Nate Pearson, who had nasty stuff, but if he command, Nate Pearson figured it out. And now he's a like $45, $50 base auto guy. Jackson Rutledge, also if he command, but if he can figure it out with the nasty stuff he has, if he comes out of the gate at $15, $20, I wouldn't be shocked if he got up to you know $45 like Nate Pearson. And if he doesn't, he could make one of the nastiest relievers in baseball. So there's limited downside, pretty significant upside here with Jackson Rutledge. Uh, number five on the list is Luis Patino. Finally, Luis Patino has been a name people have been hearing for years, and yet we haven't got an auto, and we haven't got an auto, and we haven't got an auto. Well, finally, we got an auto. So thank you, Bowman, for finally getting us an auto of Luis Patino. He's really interesting because he has three-plus pitches and plus command. He's only 20. He's had great stats. He's all the way up in double-A. Absolutely incredible player. Uh, Luis Patino is a guy that I really, really like. I'm a little hesitant to invest in him because I usually like to invest in guys that are in A-ball and have room for them to grow before they hit the majors and sell before majors for pitchers. But Luis Patino has looked so good. Maybe he's the next great Padres pitcher uh, to lead that team to the playoffs. Who knows? Really excited about him, though. Number six on the list is Robert Pawson, o- Oakland Athletics uh shortstop he was the number two international prospect by MLB pipeline and he is a good defender and a switch hitter and he has fast twitch hands reportedly has fast twitch hands so you should be excited about him there's nothing to go on stats wise just like Jason Dominguez where it's all just word of mouth but I expect Robert Brosson to be a sought after guy coming out of this uh, Noel V. Marte was a $120 auto. I wouldn't be shocked if Robert Pawson was a $120 auto coming out of the gate. Would I pay that? Probably not. Is he exciting? Yes. Uh, Tarek Skubal, number seven on the list, pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, he was absolutely insane last year. He had an insane K rate, extremely, extremely high. He's a top 50 prospect. Um, his stats are really well good. His tools, not so much. So his tools were a bit weaker than his stats. You know, either he's going to be one of those guys that outperforms his tools or he's going to come back down to earth. What I know is that him, Casey Mize, and Matt Manning are very exciting one, two, three uh, trio of pitchers to dream on for the majors. And so I'm excited about Tarek Skubal. And then finally, capping off everyone on this list is Vidal Bruan, Tampa Bay Rays, second baseman. 
His uh, hit eye speed defense is big time. Like he's really big time uh, for all of those things, but he lacks power. He's only 5'9", 155 pounds, so he might be able to grow into a little bit more of that power. We'll see. But everything else is so good, and he's on the raise that he is extremely, extremely interested. Uh, interesting. I'm glad we finally have an auto of him. So there is my list. I believe I covered everybody. Ooh. Just kidding. I knew I didn't cover him. I was looking for him. Couldn't find him. Xavier Edwards was on my interested list. Now, Xavier Edwards is a guy that has been around for a long time. A couple years now. Two years. Uh, he's been really, really nice. He hasn't gotten auto and hasn't gotten auto and hasn't gotten auto. He is a Ray now. He's listed as a San Diego Padre on the checklist, but he got traded to the Rays this past offseason. He's got no power, but he's got good walk rates. He's extremely slow, low K rates. He's got top-of-the-line speed. I believe it was 80-grade speed and a good hit tool. Uh, so him, like Fidel Brujan, extremely interesting, but I like Fidel Brujan a little bit better. So the, even though they're both on the Rays, Edwards is in my interested category. Vidal Brujan is in my extremely interested category. So there it is. That is all 62 players on this uh, checklist. Um, eight guys that I think are definitely decent investments. I wouldn't invest in all of them. You know, Jason Dominguez is going to come out of the gate at $1,000 probably. I'm not paying $1,000 for anybody. You know, that, that, that's too much money for my taste. I feel like there's other ways you can make money, especially at the huge risk of him not having played yet. Um, and then, you know, Robert Pawson hasn't played yet, so we'll see what happens with him. If he's $120 out of the gate like Novi Marte was, that's going to be a big risk. Bobby Wood Jr., he's very interesting, but questions about his hit tool make him a, a little bit of a red mark here, a red flag. Uh, so, you know, overall... Overall, for Bowman Baseball, while there is a decent number of interesting guys and potential guys for breakouts, overall, there's a huge amount of risk here. It's not like last year where there's a bunch of top top guys that look like they could break out. Here, it's Jason Dominguez, a guy like Vidal Brujan, and then, you know, guys like... So, if I were having to rank it, it'd be Jason Dominguez, Vidal Brujan, Brendan Davis. One, two, three... Brendan Davis, probably number two, and then Vidal Brujan, number three. And then after that, I'm probably taking Jackson Rutledge, Luis Patino, in some order, four or five, and then a guy like Bobby Wood Jr., Tarek Skubal. And then after that, it gets worse as the list goes down. So Bowman Baseball this year, exciting to chase Jason Dominguez, but the rest of it probably isn't worth the huge price tag. Um, we're looking at... I heard, heard reports of $300, a hobby box coming out. So for that amount of money, you better hit a Jason Dominguez because I just don't see how the other guys can carry this product. Um, Bobby Wood Jr. will be expensive out of the gate. Robert Prosson will probably be expensive. I wouldn't be shocked if Brennan Davis is decently priced, but they're not exactly guys I'm overly excited about. There's not a ton of, you know, last year was Wander Franco and Joey Bart and Jackson, Rut or Jackson Rutledge. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, Marco Luigiano, a bunch of big-name guys. This year, it's Jason Dominguez, and then well, well below that, the Bobby Wood Juniors and Luis Patinos and the Vidal Bruins of the world. Um, it's a nice list. It's not last year's list. I don't think I'm spending $300 on it. I'd rather go find a box from last year 
and buy that instead of this year's box. But I hope you enjoyed my coverage of the 2020 Bowman Baseball Checklist. Um, look for it this Friday in, in your local hobby shop. There's reports that Targets have gotten the uh, boxes already into their stores for retail. So maybe go look for that and happy collecting. Hi, I'm Oliver Hudson. And I'm Joe Buck. And we are doing a new podcast together. It's called Daddy Issues. It's two guys with daddy issues talking about weekly topics and, and what's going on in their lives as dads, sons, brothers, as two, right. you know, adult males making their way through a coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Click on the link in the show description or subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.